Welcome to the Juxtaposition. Here on this podcast, we're going to talk about real life struggles and experiences growing up in this world as young adults, with Christ being our foundation. So get ready to laugh, cry, scream, and everything in between. Hello guys, welcome to episode 3 of the Juxtaposition podcast. I'm your host, Nana, alongside my two lovely co-hosts, Bernice and Janet. Okay guys, before we start this little, I got a little... um. Surprise for them. Um, what? This is uh, it's kind of weird. I don't even know. So, um, Venice and Janet are my good friends and stuff like that. You know, so like um, to celebrate this podcast, I have some new Just merch, um, new juxtaposition merch. It'll <laughs> maybe be out soon. He's joking. Can I get a run, a round, round of applause? I mean, a drum roll. <laughs> guys, look at this. Oh my god! <laughs> Guys, no, I need you guys to, whoever's watching, okay, you guys are going to watch this, but audio form, I'm sorry, audio form, you're not going to see this, but once you see this on YouTube, you're going to see, look at this, look at this guy, I cannot, did you just, look at that, this is young, this is young Janet, and this is young Bernice, look, look, just take it in, new juxtaposition merch coming soon, I'm telling you, Coming soon. Guys, they're speechless right now because this is... Listen, they came from humble beginnings. Oh my gosh, I'm actually because this is actually sad. I'm sad. This picture, I don't know who told Bernice to wear... To to do her hair like this. I don't know. Janet is just looking like Jada Kiss from the early 2000s. So, listen. Juxtaposition merch coming soon. Ah. No, no, that's how you want to yeah. start. Like, we started this podcast strong, episode three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this show on the road. I just want to start with that. You know what I'm saying? So, no, we're not gonna bypass that. Like, <laughs> okay. Did you? You really okay, did that? Didn't that's you? fine. You, really you know what? Now that you want trouble, no problem. You <laughs> started There's, something that you know. Listen, I'm gonna say this because. He said juxtaposition merch coming soon, and he's it's true. It's coming soon. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot more coming soon, but I'm actually shocked. Thank God for change. Eh? Thank, Thank God, God for transformation because... Oh, transformation. We pray. We pray. Thank mm. God for transformation because this, this right here, oh no. I'm shocked. I'm shook. This, this t-shirt is hard. I'm going to forever wear this t-shirt. I'm going to forever cherish this t-shirt. After this, I'm going to probably hang it up on the wall. This t-shirt is sick. Nice quality. Shout out to Jane and Finch. Um, I, don't, I forgot the store name, but yeah, the quality is nice, you know? Oh, Support yeah. black businesses. Wow. That's what I did. So I went to go get my first juxtaposition merch. Coming to a store near you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Yo, if you listen to this on audio, you gotta listen. You gotta see this on YouTube. I'm sorry, guys, but I yeah. might be slurring my words because this is really funny. Like, sorry, but let's get this podcast. show on the road. Let's get this show on the road. I I don't even know where to start anymore uh, because uh, I'm uh, actually uh, shocked. But shook it. Thank you for um uh, that wonderful introduction. Once again, my name is Bernice because he didn't introduce us. Bernice, <laughs> and I'm Janet, and we are the two girls on his shirt. Yeah. If we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? Oh, sorry. Sorry. If you didn't know, you have to look close. Maybe I'll post this picture on the, the, the Yeah, you probably Instagram, should. So. Yeah. Watch out for that picture. It's going to be hilarious, wow. guys. Okay. Well. All right. 
Thank you for that introduction. We're going to get right into it now because that threw me off, but it's okay. Um, so this week, we're going to dig in and get some, uh, get vulnerable and open and be transparent as possible. We're going to be talking about a touchy subject that has been uncomfortable for many years for many people. Um, it's the Black Lives Matter. Um, it's about racism. Mm-hmm. Um, that right there is, uh, it's hard. And so I'm going to start off by giving you guys some facts that I, I searched mm. up. It's actually been recent. This was found in June. Um, all these facts that I found, it was in, um, it was done in June. So it's pretty recent. Um, and it's based on probably within the two to three years. So 2016, 2017, 2018. All right. So here we go. So ooh, this one. Okay. So an in-depth CBC analysis found that more than 36%, which means 19 of 52, of the people killed in encounters with Toronto police between 2010 and 2017 were black. Repeat that again. Sorry. So an analysis was done and they found that more than 36%, 19 of 52, 36% out of 52 would be 19 people, were killed with encounter when they were encountered with police and those and that's between 2010 and 2017 and those people were black Mm. okay this one here shocked me because i i didn't even know okay first generation black canadians make an average income of nearly thirty-seven thousand compared to an average income of fifty thousand for new immigrants who are not members of a visible minority minority i'm gonna say that one more time First generation black Canadians Mm -hmm. make an average income of nearly $37,000 compared to an average income of $50,000 for new immigrants who are not members of a visible minority. I would Mm. believe that. Okay. I'm going to have one more for you guys. Okay. Mm And this is this is for this is now another one. Mm-hmm. Third generation Black Canadians okay. make an average income of thirty two thousand, mm. compared to forty eight thousand dollars for Canadians who aren't a visible minority. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. You can say that one more time. I'm gonna say one more actually. Okay. Oh, okay. There's one more. Okay. So Black students were 12% of the Toronto District School Board student population, but represented 48% of all expulsions. Mm. Indigenous students were 0.3% of the student population and 1% of all expulsions. Mm. Eastern, Mediterranean, and Southwest Asian students were 4% of the population, but Mm. 8% of all expulsions. So guys, are you ready? I'm off, you see my face, but I want to know you got your reaction based on what I've been, these facts that I kind of told you. It looks like black people are targeted in Toronto or in Canada. You see, the narrative is, you know, there's no racism in um, Canada mm. and um, in Toronto, but you just got the facts, folks. For everyone that's listening, that's not... From Toronto, but people from Toronto probably know the the that oh. this happened. Uh, probably not, you know. But this happens, you know. This happens in schools and 
um, it's good that you had facts because, you know, I didn't know those facts, to be honest. I just, everything was based on experience from me, mm-hmm. right? So. Okay, Janet, yeah. what about you? How do you feel with uh, hearing these facts? Um, Were you shocked? Did you know one or two of those facts? Or I would say the first two I would be shocked at. The third, I would say, yeah, because I felt like in our school, like expulsion, sorry, is like being expelled. expelled. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> correct. Terrifying, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because in our school where we came from, we came from a predominantly white school Mm -hmm. and there wasn't a lot of black people. And if it was black people, we were definitely singled out or we're on the opposite as basketball players or the track stars, or it was, it was like either far left or far right. So Mm -hmm. it's either, yeah, you were in the trouble kid or you were the kid that excelled, but only in sports, maybe not in the education per se. So yeah, that one I would be like, not as shocked as. Mm -hmm. Okay. So based on, talking about neighborhoods and where we grew up so mm-hmm. how i know nana obviously we me and janet um we grew up in vaughn and nana grew up in the jane finch area toronto um so being a black person okay how has that affected you growing up in a predominantly like black area because the neighborhood in jane finch is it's mixed there's mm-hmm. a lot of minorities i guess you could say mm-hmm. not a lot of majorities majorities when we say majority we're saying white people mm-hmm. okay white people um but for you how is it how has that affected you mm-hmm. how has that affected you well being a black person in in this area that's mm-hmm. what you're saying well being a black person in this area everywhere you look it's everyone looks like you mm-hmm. you know so you know as a kid I thought everything, this is how we look and the whole world looks like this until I went to, I went to Bolton in the summer times. Mm-hmm. So I had like, kind of like two experiences of like, I don't know, life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I went to like Bolton for like three summers yeah. in my life. Compared to here to over there, like over there. You can you can see the like there's there's racist people over there, mm-hmm. and and the white people treat you like, you're like you're a unicorn or something. Like you're just yeah like yeah like oh my god it's a black person you're from Jane <laughs> Finch oh my god you're from Shoreham oh my gosh mm-hmm. what happens oh, what police oh, this that mm-hmm. they just wanna they 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 look at you like a case study yeah mm-hmm. and it's like. Bruh, like, even some of the black people over there, they look at you like a case study. It's like, yo, I'm just like you. I bleed red just like you, you know? So, as a kid, I just, I I definitely experienced the two worlds. And sometimes I went to Brampton in the summer times. Mm -hmm. And those were more uh, brown people, the Indians. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I didn't really experience, but the white people, I experienced them in Bolton. And, yeah, that was my experience, to be honest. And what about, like, Janet? Obviously, you grew up in the... Same area, but mm-hmm. like to explain. To be honest with you, I think I was naive more of the time because, mm. like, I never really felt like I was, yeah, the unicorn, if mm-hmm. you would say. Like, mm-hmm. I felt comfortable. But you were definitely the unicorn yes, in yeah, school. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But, but I would say the black people kind of stuck together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Let's, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, you kind of knew like. Let's who, say you found you found who you were able to be close with. Yes. that is basically the same skin color. As exactly, you. Yeah. and those people stood together, and 
I would brush off comments that were not so... And I think a lot of black people do that because they just don't want to deal with it. And they've dealt with it enough to be like, you know what? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I've heard it enough. Mm -hmm. So me, I don't think I really addressed the comments. I kind of just... I just lived the high school life yeah. as a normal person and never really looked at my color as like something different. Something right? different. Yeah. 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 So I mean, growing up in Vaughn, we've been there. I mean, we've been there since we were like three, mm-hmm. two to three years old. And it didn't, I think because we grew up from, like from a young age and we weren't actually raised in a community that was predominantly black, mm-hmm. it just felt like, oh, it's like this is it. Like it's normal. And it, we were, it, it was kind of easy to blend in, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we were sore thumbs because we were black. Um, mm. uh, I, but being being black in, in a predominantly um, white school, I, looking back at it now, I can sense that we were looked at differently. Mm-hmm. I can sense that even the way I acted was was. I guess, changed or um, affected by how other people viewed me. Would you say that? Yeah, I felt like maybe you were more calmer. You weren't as loud. You yeah, like I blended would, in I with would the refrain people. from doing things that I would normally do yeah. if I was around my people, let's say. Like yeah. That. Because if I was around white people, I'd be like, okay, I can't do that. These teachers are going to look at me like, mm-hmm. you know? And... Sorry, one thing. When I, looking back at high school, I would always look at the black people like, "Yo, you guys are crazy. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you guys? You guys are too loud." But that right there is is a mentality that the white people have pushed on us because mm-hmm. it's not being too loud. You're just being yourself. Yeah, you mm-hmm. could be disruptive. Okay, on the other side of it or the other note of it, I feel like maybe they took on that stereotype of being loud. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like at times. They didn't need to be that loud. They mm-hmm. could have been calm. They could have mm-hmm. just acted themselves. Because you can act yourself and not be outrageously loud, outrageously, like, want, seek attention. Because I think it's different from black people being loud and seeking attention from white the white people. were doing the people. same thing. And that's the thing. When white people were being loud, it wasn't like, go down to the office. I get they, it, they, yeah. they, they never got kicked out. They never... They never that's the difference. It's always the teacher yeah. that says, okay, go sit down. Mm-hmm. Okay, Johnny... That's enough. That's enough. Uh, uh, one, one, uh, sorry. Another experience I have, in, I had in Bolton mm-hmm. is that once you get there, you walk with a different swagger. Mm-hmm. I think people can that know this, like going from the hood to like a different area, the a different like a suburban area. Mm-hmm. You walk with a different chip on your shoulder because you don't have to look behind your back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this person looking at you like, oh my God, that's a black person. Like walking outside, you know that they haven't seen black people before. So there's a there's a sense of like kind of calmness, if that mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, feel people. Can, I I can agree with you. Yeah. Living in Vaughn. Yeah. You're not as worried as much going outside. Yeah. You're not as worried as much like my neighbor or down the street. Yeah. You can probably. At 12 a.m., walk on the street mm-hmm. and probably have no like. Tell me, I worked at Wonderland and I would walk home at 12 a.m., 1 a.m. Even like 2, 3 in the morning. It's a jungle over here. 2, 3 in the morning and not feel like anything would happen to me. Yeah. You know? So that was sad. It's very sad to know that that's how the world we live in with our color and just 
the neighborhood we live mm-hmm. in. Okay, let's let's talk about when we're talking about the neighborhood. We're talking about a lot of about the neighborhood. So, obviously, with the city in Toronto, there's a lot of violence that's been going on for sure. Um, but a lot of people tend to forget, like <laughs> black people, we were not made to be violent. Like we don't want to be those people who are portrayed as oh gangsters. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are the ones who are causing all the crime in the city. So, like, um, <clears throat> Nana, you growing up in this neighborhood that you live in, like, with the gun violence, how do you feel like, why do people feel like the neighborhood is all, the all the crime that happens in the city is always black people? And how does that make you feel when you hear that the crimes that are going on in the city, it's always black people? We never hear anything about the white people. Or anything Which is other crazy. than other than every shooting that yeah. happens is probably oh yeah that person is black. I don't know. I think people are just used to it. Mm. You know, seeing music videos from for our whole lives is always the black gangsters, mm. the black person toting guns, the black person acting quote unquote hood. Mm-hmm. So they're just used to um, it's oh it's a black person, you know, and it it's not our fault that like people just say it's. Um, no, Black Lives Matter, but you guys need to stop killing each other and stuff like that. Mm. It's not about that. It's we were placed in this place, like yes, talk um, that talk about it. I believe it's called redlining. Like yeah. we didn't have opportunities to go to the bank and get um, mortgages. We didn't we didn't have those opportunities that other people, well, the privilege, yeah, quote unquote, the the white people had mm-hmm. to do stuff. So we were forced to settle here, right? If we did have a mortgage. If we did have an opportunity to get a mortgage, we can go get a nicer house in a different um, mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So if that happened, a lot of us would have been spread out everywhere. everywhere yeah. and Since you, that sorry. didn't happen, we're all bunched in in one where this neighborhood can be beefing with a neighborhood that's 10 minutes away up the street from you. So Yeah, I was going to say with the, red, with the redlining, um, <clears throat> it's more predominantly seen in, in states. And, and a lot of people believe yeah. like redlining doesn't exist in Canada or in Toronto, mm-hmm. but that's not true. Yeah. You okay. go to every Toronto community housing. That's basically 80, 90% redlining. of it is black more. People. Yeah. Majority yeah. is minority okay. people living in those communities. And it's like when it comes down to wanting to buy a house and wanting to live in a space that is your own, it's so much harder. It's more difficult. Like I was talking about in the beginning, the salary, the income, how you $37,000. What is that going to do with with that that? in Toronto? How is that going to help you? Story, quick story. My sister was studying to be a doctor. I'm sorry, Rebecca, if you listen to this, I'm putting (laughs) your business out there. My sister was um, studying to become a doctor. We went to RBC at Jane and Shoreham. I'm putting you guys on blast. We went there. We wanted um, a loan, I guess, for Mm -hmm. school fees Mm because, you know, it's expensive. We didn't get the loan. We had recommendations. We still didn't get it. If that was a white person... Right off the bat, you would have got that loan. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. No question about it. And that Stop oh my, my sister's gosh. dream. Yeah. That's insane. Now you have to settle for something else, which is not bad, but... That is insane. Stop my sister's dream, right? So... And, 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 and that's the crazy thing. It's like a lot of people portray Canada like, we're multicultural. We don't have racism. What? That yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, let me tell you. What? Like, I'm in geography, like, in a geography course, and, like, 
with the slavery thing and and all that i didn't really know like i knew of course like canada i mean america is like all of it but canada has this hidden truths Mm -hmm. and like so one of it, it was um basically after they freed the slaves, they wanted to free... Most people wanted to come to Canada to just like have, like... A, freed a life. freer life. Yeah. But the freer life was putting them, just like in the Jane and French community, putting them in a box, which is called Africville. Mm. Africville. Mm. Black people were in, like, let's say, this is your community. This is where you guys can, you know... Mm-hmm. You can live. You're free, but this is the space You're, where you... you can't and they labeled it... Africville, like, and that right there. How's Canada? How are you free? (laughs) That's that's an example of redlining. mm -hmm. Okay, putting black people in a in a box, and saying yes, you guys can do whatever you want, but stay within this line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it it, it sucks. There's so much more to it that it's it's insane that I can talk. We can talk about this all day. And then they want to build condos. Oh, I was just about to say. They want to build condos, and then they'll. Just slip a note in your door. Hey, we're building condos. You got two years to move, and that we've seen that in jungle that's happening right now. We're off. We're seeing that. Um, I believe somewhere up in Jane and Finch. Yeah, yeah. They building condos and they'll kick you right mm. out. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't <laughs> kick you out, your property tax, if you live in a house, is shooting right up. Mm-hmm. So how are people supposed to f- afford that? And they know what ethnicity lives in that area mm-hmm. what race lives in that area the majority of that race and it's more people who are have low income who are struggling probably have a one parent household and and they're bringing in this income to survive and now you're bringing in a condo for who who's who's that for the community nope no it's for those who can afford it and it's, it's sad because and it goes to, when we talk about, I'm going to bring it back to education. You talked about how your sister wanted it alone and, and, and she couldn't afford it. So with that, like you going to school, if you look back in your high school and you're in your, in your journey through education, did you feel like the teachers didn't motivate you, didn't encourage you, didn't push you to do something greater than trades? greater than hands-on, greater than anything beyond sports. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like the teachers, do you have an experience of saying like a teacher actually encouraged me? Like, or they motivated me to pursue a career that in my mind I thought I could never do that? I I, I don't think I got that. Like elementary, going leaving grade eight, going to grade nine, I remember a teacher telling me, I remember the details like it was yesterday. A teacher said, oh, oh Eric, don't, don't apply to um, academic. You're an applied student. Hmm. And academic is like, it's like, what is it? Like the highest? The higher level. Yeah, like the higher university, level. University level. Yeah, like applied courses, is for just, you know, if you want to go to college. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. But for her to say that is like, it's like you, I don't know. I feel like in that time she was calling me like dumb, I guess. Mm. Um, and then going to high school, I didn't really have a teacher that was saying, yo, you can... You can own your own business. You can do this. You can do that. I was more so having a teacher selling me dreams, or my basketball coach selling mm-hmm. me dreams mm-hmm. to go Pursue. into the NBA. And listen, yeah. listen, sorry. Listen, <laughs> people that are pursuing the NBA, it's young people. NBA is not 
the only avenue. Mm-hmm. You can go to EuroLeague. You can play in Canada. You can play. There's some leagues in the states. You know, as a kid, we just say like yeah. NBA. That's yeah. it. From grade nine to grade twelve. Yeah. I was saying, yeah, I'm going to NBA. Mm-hmm. I was saying, oh, I'm going to school in the states. I was saying this and that. But no, if someone was telling me you could do this and that, NBA is not the only thing. My mind would have changed, you know. Yeah. And there's some people that's holding on to that dream, the dream. Yeah. And when are you gonna say, excuse my language, f your dreams? When are you gonna say that? It's you know? not even about like effing your dreams, but it's more so like opening up the perspective to the horizon, understand that yeah. you're not. You're more, body. Just, you're more than just yeah. the sport of basketball. You're more yes. than just the sport of the NFL. You're more than just the sport of baseball. You're more than just the sport of soccer. You're more than just a sport. I didn't understand okay? that. Okay, there's more to life than just becoming an athlete. I would okay? say it's more than just your body. Use your mind. Use your mind. <laughs> you have and a no, mind. But that's the problem. That's how white people get black people to be locked in and not be opened and exposed to different areas like business, like entrepreneurship, like... um becoming a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, anything beyond a sport, we never got that. I've never gotten a teacher saying, wow, Bernice, I can see you become a doctor. Mm-hmm. Wow, Bernice, I can use, I can see you becoming a, a business owner. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that in my t- entire life of education. No teacher has ever come to me and be like, wow, Bernice, you are such a great student in science. <laughs> You want to put your school on blast? What's your school's name? (laughs) But it's not even about like putting them on blast, but I can only imagine how the other schools in the city, Mm -hmm. especially Toronto District School Board. (laughs) I'm sorry, but... You're already at a disadvantage. First of all, yes, the students are already at a disadvantage. Okay? Most students who are black... They, they're not getting the, the resources that they need. Okay? First, number one. Second of all, you have teachers who automatically think every student that is black is trouble. Hmm. Oh, man, this guy. Go down to the office. One interruption. Mm-hmm. Get out. So when you, ex- when, you, when you kick a student out for being disruptive, you don't even call them back to explain, like, I need you to be a better student. Like, I, I want something better for you. Mm-hmm. You don't even explain. You just kick them out and send them to the principal's office. I, I think um, teachers, I don't know, it's going to be hard to explain, but teachers think teaching is just the book. Mm-hmm. No, you can be a teacher in life. Mm. I, teach a young adult how to behave. Teach a young adult what happens when um, you act a certain way, yeah. you know? That is not being... There's some teachers out there. No, but yeah. They are there's some teachers that also just get out. It's a, it's a, it's a nine to five. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I clock in, I clock out. If you don't love your job, don't do that. Like, That's what I'm saying. But a lot, a lot of teachers are willing to spend the extra time to invest in those students. But they don't... They, once again, when you go to teacher's college, do they even explain this stuff to no, you? No, like, they tell you the book. The book, yes. You That's need it. two teachables, Okay. <laughs> To become a teacher. Who cares if you love it or not? As long as you know how to get those two teachable You see done. that right now? You know how many teachers they're hiring for this COVID stuff? Mm-hmm. You're telling me every 500 of them are sick? Come on, man. And and and, and it's, it's sad that now we have students who probably now have big dreams. And when they go into an environment where the teacher is like, nope, you are, you are trouble. Okay? You just got to go to college. You're not going to ever get a university degree. You're not smart enough. You're just a body. Hmm. Like, what? 
and it's it's insane it's it actually like I don't know if people can tell the pa- like I'm passionate about like in- influencing young kids to realize that their potential is greater than what they see and in that moment of their experience you can be something greater no matter how your experience turns out you will always be something greater as long as you put your mind to it as they always say put your mind to it and you can achieve it yeah kids have to realize that you're something greater than the basketball or the sport you play right or- exactly I-, I also feel like I f- um you need those people to the people who experience maybe the not so best education need to be leaders who need to rise up and actually just take on that, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, it's like, oh, it didn't happen for us, but it's like, it can happen for the future yeah. generation though. And I think it's now that the time that you need to step up exactly. and educate these children or be a teacher. Even if you don't want to be a teacher, be a teacher because yeah. you could teach those students who didn't get that you know, those few black students who didn't get the, you know, invest um, quality time into their lives, mm-hmm. maybe more than they would just on a nine to five yeah. in school. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Nine to three or whatever. So I'm going to switch gears because we talked a lot about education, but we're going to go into um, the George Floyd and the Breonna Taylor and, oh God. and that. <laughs> I'm even like, I can feel the, it's like a heavy topic, like talking about it, but um, let's start with the George, the George Floyd, and how you felt when you seen the video, if you watched the video, all of it, and and thoughts about it like currently right now. Yeah, I can go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch the George Floyd completely. I think I watched a like half, mm-hmm. and then Brianna Taylor. To be honest, I really didn't know too much. I think that one was the more one that I didn't really know because there wasn't a video, or maybe there was a video. I'm not really sure. There wasn't a video, but like her name was very. It was out there. Yeah. It was out there. So yeah. I think Breonna Taylor happened before George Floyd. No. Um. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. So with um. Sorry, Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. I wasn't really like. And I would say I didn't really read up on it, but I heard her name and then I started hearing the stories about what happened to mm-hmm. her. And it was like, women go through this too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not always the black male, but yeah, of course. But the women also are endangered as well. And um, violence is towards them as well. And then with the George Floyd, I was like, <laughs> it's in plain sight. Hmm. It's literally there. I've never seen some, something so horrific, hmm. like filmed. Yeah. Well, there's, there's like there are more, but this one set an outrage because it was literally filmed from like beginning to Mm -hmm. end. Um, and there was like three police officers just, just standing there. No one, no one, no one up there to stand for the correct thing to do. Yeah. No one stood in to say like, you need to stop. Yeah. Everyone was a bystander and as police were, they're called to serve and protect, but a lot of them were doing the nothing. opposite. Yeah. They're doing nothing. And they're bystanders and ended up killing the man. And his life is ended. And now his family is hurt. For what? What reason? When we could have just handled the situation in a more calm tone. And I feel like maybe... I, I can't speak for all police officers. But the training... <laughs> the training needs to that. be upgraded. And as well, I think I was reading something like... There needs to be social workers mm. in the car. 
Mm-hmm. There needs to be maybe some other profession. Yes, psychologists. Psychologists. Mental health workers. Mental health workers in the car mm-hmm. at that time. So it may have changed the situation. Mm-hmm. Not just having a weapon. Someone who doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. That's... But that situation was so, like, common sense. Like, bro, you didn't have to do... Like, that situation, when you watch it, it's like the compassion. Hmm. Like, as a human, for you to sit on his neck. Mm-hmm. You know, would you treat your dog like that? If that was your son, would you oh want someone gosh. to be doing that? Let's if not that talk was about, your... Sorry, let's not talk about dogs because clearly it would make an <laughs> outrage. People will probably care more about the dog than the being killed life. than a human life. <laughs> So when you just sit back and realize, like, the compassion is not there for another human, it's like, where do you even go from there? Hmm. Like, there's so much, like, things people have done in the States and all, like, um, what's it called? The rallies and stuff like that. But honestly, if the heart and mind is not changed and transformed, then I don't know what's going to change for these hmm. cops. Hmm. You know what they need? They need... Jesus. Nah, for real. Because they need Jesus to change their hearts. Because it's not a human thing. It's for, a Jesus for especially, thing. <laughs> especially the, the police department to see a video like that. Instantly, the person should go to jail. Yeah. Done. You don't have to wait a day. You don't. Or a week. Nope. Or to debrief Mm-mm. about foolishness. Talk about what? No. You seen that he did wrong? You arrest him. That's it. And the guy had previous offenses for doing stuff like hmm. that. And that's Come what... On. And that's where it's like... So you know this person is doing what they're doing. You know how they treat people when it comes to uh, arresting them. And you still allow him to have a job. And that's why it says it trickles down from the top all the way to the bottom. So it's not like these officers, they they don't know what they're doing. Okay? It's infiltrated into their training. They're told by their, their supervisors they're told all the time, they're probably like through their training as they retrain, because they probably do retrain, mm-hmm. that, okay, this is how you treat somebody when you're arresting them. Specifically, probably, and they probably talk about black people in their training. Hmm. And like talking about like the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, it's like somebody is, is, is sleeping. Okay? Hmm. That makes me have an idea when we're talking, I think, I think, yes, geography. Geography? I'm telling you. Um, It was one of the articles that we were reading, and it was saying how. Oh, there was a. It was similar, basically, how the police force, they're like, you know what? Let's. Okay, let's happen to say that they get rid of him, right? Mm -hmm. But that's one bad apple in the barrel. Mm. We get rid of him, everything's fine. But what about the rest of the apples? What about the whole barrel? It's, it's the already, whole it's, barrel is... All yeah, the, all the apples are rotten. Yeah, they're rotten. But you guys took out one, one apple. Yeah. It's true. It's like, we need to look at the whole situation, not the one person. Yeah. The one person could have been, yeah, we took them out. But there are so many, many yeah. people who... And they ruin minds, it for the good ones. They ruin too. it for the good ones. Yeah. But you need to check the whole system. But that's the thing. The thing about ruining it for the good ones, the good ones need to come together because we can't see the good ones if you guys don't unite. And the yeah. fact that is like, you can't, you can't say that, like saying yes, we're ruining it for the good ones, but the good ones, you need to understand when something's bad, it will rot everything. 
But when the good ones do talk up, they get fired. It's okay. You put it's it out crazy. there. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I'm saying you police yeah, officers like, yeah. need to put it out there and mm-hmm. say, I got fired. And I've seen people do that on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got fired for speaking up. Cool. Continue to, to protest. Continue to put it out there and, and talk about that stuff because it, it's affecting a lot of the generations to come. Mm-hmm. We're killing these black men. We're killing these black women. The generations to come, they've died with them. There's nothing like we could have had the next president within those people who died. We don't know. Yeah. The next person who can change the whole city or whatever it is, or the change the, the funding of the police or bring new ideas, solve cancer, I don't know, something new within that generation, but it has now been killed. It's mm-hmm. been killed off. You mm-hmm. know, and it, it, that's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have an interesting point about the Brianna Taylor mm-hmm. case. I'm going to go to my notes. Sorry, excuse me. Um. So I do believe the police should be accountable for their actions, but there is one person we gotta look at as well. Mm. <clears throat> um, I think we gotta put some blame on the person that potentially lied to get her house under surveillance. Mm. That person. Because she allegedly had ties with her. Yeah. They're trying to say she had ties with her ex-boyfriend who's a drug dealer. But that guy that put that out gave misleading information. Yeah. Because she wasn't there with the ex, Mm -hmm. you know? And if that was right from the get-go, they wouldn't be at her house Mm -hmm. trying to get this so-called drug dealer Mm -hmm. or something like that, you know? So... I feel like there was no reason to put her information out there like that mm-hmm. because that wasn't true. The little things, those little things added up and caused, caused trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's so true. like there were so many mistakes. Like, and just hearing her mom talk, mm. like her mom talk about the situation. Um, like they sent her on a wild goose chase. Mm. Yeah, I heard about that. Like that's nuts. Like yeah. for I, her, so her mom about. Her, yeah. No, to find her. To find her. Yeah. Like, what happened to what my happened daughter? To her? Yeah. Let, let me read you something I got from. Uh, I I believe it was she was on an interview with Angie Martinez and mm-hmm. Yi. It said after this moment, Miss Palmer drove over to the apartment complex where her daughter lived, and with the street line full of police cars, she was continued to give the runaround about what had. Happened, including someone telling her that the ambulances went to the hospital and then eventually being told that her daughter was not there and they had no record of her being taken to the hospital. Wow. That is crazy. Wow. You're sending someone on a, like... A mother who's, like, frantic. War- like, worried. Mm. And then after that, she finally realized, like, my, my daughter's dead. dead. You know? So those stuff, like... I don't know. I can't respect. I can't respect that. It's like a lot of corrupt stuff is happening in police departments, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But policing was once built on catching slaves and stuff like that in, that, in the but, past. But the foundation, have, the foundation already was broken. Built. Yeah, it was broken, and and mm-hmm. I've heard people say this a lot. The foundation of found police. It's not the the system in general was never built for black people. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know that, well, now you know. The system was never built for black people. It was never meant for us. It was always meant to chain us down. Mm-hmm. It was always meant to keep us in 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 a in a 
confined space. Mm-hmm. If you start with slavery, we got freedom. Let's put that in quotations, freedom. Not free. <laughs> okay? Then you're, you're, you're segregating people, okay? You're, so you're free, but, but you, can't, you can't move around the way you want to move around. You're redlined, so you can't get the resources you need to be, so you, that you can have a, a stable life to live, mm-hmm. okay? Then, then you have mass incarceration. Let's put all the black people in there. Let's charge them for all types of nonsense, okay, so. that the white people can be charged for, but they don't really get charged for, okay? Mm-hmm. They regular got, stuff. Regular, easy, like... Let's, Ticket stuff. If you want to go into talking about selling weed and having weed on you, that's a whole... We can have a whole conversation about that. Release all people okay? that have weed because charges because it, weed legal. is legal. We don't, we don't <laughs> endorse... Listen, let's just clarify. We don't no, endorse we don't weed. Endorse. We don't. For those Mm-mm. who are incarcerated for, for having possession of weed, those people Freedom, need to be bro. released. It's like... We always... Like, we we're never meant to be free. Let's just say it like that. And, and like, being Christians, because... Hmm, Bring in. It's been difficult. Ah, take the high road. I can't. Um. Wait, you, can, you, you can either have yeah. your emotions. You have to separate your emotions a little bit and be like, you know what? I would rather do this. But, but, the, but the Lord, Lord knows. And that's the thing. And, and I think with, um, with the whole situation about racism, I think a lot of people started looking at Christians like, well. Side-eyeing them. What, like, what, what do you, do you guys do? do? <laughs> you guys are quiet. Yeah. Why are you guys not talking? And it's not a matter of fact, we don't want, we don't, um, we, it's hard because you don't want to just base your, your answer, your response off of emotion. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people are doing. Yes. Because then after you're going to go back and you'll be like, oh, well, I mean, I, I didn't really mean it in that sense. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, now you're contradicting your walk with Christ. And, and it's like, well, this is what you said. Are you sure you're a Christian? So you guys with that, like with being christians how was your response like how did that affect you with what was going on with the, the black lives matter movement and i have a story to tell to you after sorry so. at, at the time you know obviously frustration plays mm-hmm. a part but i think at the time people a lot of christians were saying pray for the officer's heart you know mm-hmm. uh, pray for their officer's heart to change which is true but at that time i don't feel like it's right to say in that moment. Mm. The reason being, I feel like, no, it's okay to grieve in this time. It's okay to feel how you feel in that time, yeah. right? We can pray for them, but just not today, you know? <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, No, I, it's, I, not, I mean, it's, it's not It's not wrong. But I understand what he's saying because you, we, we always tend to be like, well, Christians, you can't feel the way you feel because you're yeah. a Christian. Yeah, it's okay to feel. I'm not saying you have to curse this person out, exactly. but let's yeah. grieve yeah. And, let's, and let's lift George Floyd's family yeah. up at that time, you mm-hmm. know? It doesn't have to be straight to like, let's pray for this person, but mm-hmm. let's grieve, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think it's all in the way that you say it sometimes. Mm. Um, if you were to word it like that, like, mm-hmm. guys, let's pray, let's... Pray for the family, but also pray for that they change the officer's hearts. Yeah, the officers you know? change. Mm-hmm. Their the hearts are not as cold, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, but let's, come. you know, put those two together because then it makes them, yes, feel good, but mm-hmm. also realize, you know, the only way we can fix the situation right now, because we can't physically fix the situation. We, we're not going to go out and killing people, mm-hmm. you know? But we mm-hmm. have to pray for the people. Yeah. That's the only way that maybe our hearts can be a little bit more settled. Yeah. I mean, like, for for me, like, being a Christian and this whole situation, um, 
I, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm sorry, but at first it's like, what is wrong with people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? Like, how, I just think, God, time. like, is this what you mean by we are wicked? Is this what, is this what you mean by like, Man our hearts wicked. are <laughs> wicked? The heart is deceitful. Yeah. Like, our intentions are just pure sin. You're damn right. Yeah. And it, it just, it's, it's insane because you read it and, and, you, and you hear people talk about stories in the Bible and how God explains and says that the world is wicked and all, but, and then you see it in your face. You said, this is truly wickedness. This is truly wickedness. <laughs> this is truly wickedness. Yes. There's no, nothing else to nothing call it Nothing else wickedness. to call it but wickedness. And, and it, well, I don't know. I just got tired and frustrated and I was angry. Especially now in this day and age, you're seeing everything on social media. So it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to take a break from it, but it's in your face mm-hmm. 24-7. The explicit yeah. versions and everything. Yeah. So it's it's very hard to like get away from it. And it's honest. like the way now that we view people, especially those who are not black. <laughs> okay, let's white people. When we look at them, it's hard. And yeah, it is. I I don't want to I don't want to do that though. No, and that's I, the, I don't no, want to have that try mindset. Try not where, to do that. But that's the All that's the thing. Of the people are like that. No, but and that's the thing. It when makes that happen. Yeah. When you are basically exposed to white officers doing this to black people mm-hmm. constantly, you're looking at all the white officers like. Damn. Ain't no, not even one officer is going to be like, I stood up for this person. Not even one going to be like, I condemn these people. Like, I don't agree with what they're doing. And that's why, that's why I feel like it's important to whatever you're doing in life, businesses or get togethers or friends, it's important to, for it to be diverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you go into heaven, it's not going to be all black people. Exactly. Yeah, it's right. going to be a lot of races, right? So mm-hmm. I can't, it's hard for me to like, just get mad every time I see a uh, um, a white person just like, damn, you're racist and stuff like that. <laughs> and then sometimes when they act, sorry, no, sometimes no, no. when they act, they act nice to me, it's <laughs> like... You're questioning it now. Hmm, are you, I don't know, you know, but it's sad. Sad. I feel like I only, the, why I can't think of white people like that because I have white people in my life who mm-hmm. have shown me the opposite side. So, it gives me a little bit of hope that in of humanity, course, of course, yeah, there are white people who do care for care everyone for everyone. It's and hard to see at this like yeah. time, of course, right? And shout out to the white people that are using their privilege to yes. combat prejudice. I Thank believe. you oh, very yeah. much. You are appreciated. Shout out to them. Because we have to stand together. It can't just be the black people who yeah. are fighting for this. It has to be all Everybody. races, all genders. Mm-hmm. All sexualities have yeah. to, you know? We need to come together to come and together. And, and, yeah, like what you said, like how you have white people in your life that are using their privilege to combat this discrimination against black people. <sighs> Once again, we're not saying all white people are bad, okay? I, I completely, I understand that. And it's like, as Christians, we're called to love everybody. And if Jesus can love everybody... <laughs> Let me say that again. Everybody. It's hard to even. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to understand. But if you look back in your own life and you think about all the things you've done, how you lied, you cheated, you stole, you you've uh, offended somebody, and you've always been given grace to come back again and and do better and repent and 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 try again. 
you gotta look at it and be like, okay, you know what? I'm no I'm no better than he is. You know I'm what? no better than yeah. she is. <laughs> no matter even if it comes down to race, regardless, if somebody's racist against me, I'm still no better than them. And There's the, nothing that, about that's what keeps me grounded in mm-hmm. every situation. People that do me bad, people I hear I hear stories about, like they did that, they did that. <laughs> I'm just like you, I sin, you know. So. I would say <laughs> As Christians, sometimes funny we categorize saying, you know, cheating is at the top. Yeah, we have racism hierarchy at, uh, at the middle, and then you know, if he stole a bubble gum, he's he's not that bad. He can yeah. let go, but all sin is the same, yeah. guys. Let's repeat it. All, all sin, sin is the is same. The same. It okay, is. don't categorize sin, but we all need to work on. Just forgiving each other. And as you said, grace. Giving each other grace for mm. all things. Yeah. 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 It's very hard sometimes. It but difficult. it right feels now. good for yourself and your soul and your spirit. Yeah. No, Trust and, me. And we're human beings. Our instinct is not first thing to do is to kill each other. <laughs> okay. We have emotions. Like, we're not we're not killers. Okay. Let's love each other, man. We're called to love. Shooting each other, man. You know what? Yeah. Listen to those emotions. Because a lot of people suppress Press the them. emotions. Yeah. But those emotions are made Go from to God. Therapy God those emotions. Go to therapy and, and pray to God. Okay? And, and it's not... I mean, that that's easier said than done for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Like, But I'm going to say for like when it comes to Black Lives Matter and racism and discrimination. Once again, we say it a lot. But it takes a whole family to change mm-hmm. okay it's not just um just the police officers that need to change black people we need to also come together white people need to use their privilege to help others who are of minority those who are in higher um, status who have um abilities to go into places and talk and speak about how black people are not getting the resources that they need they need to do their job mm-hmm that's that's what it comes down to it's a whole unit we move as one right if one moves then we all have to move together like it's not just okay the police defund the police and that's it and everything will be better it's like no because now those who are living in communities who are have been in communities of violence or don't have the resources their minds are not trained to level up their minds are not trained to okay i can expand my horizons now i can go out and do things that i want they're gonna still stay in the same standard that they have been living for years so you need people to come into community and teach them okay you're able to do this you're you're able to do this mm-hmm. you know and if we don't have those people who are coming into communities and teaching them these things how will they learn to grow how are these children who are young now seeing this stuff how are they going to use this and and help them elevate themselves beyond who they think they are you know so but yeah um this could go on for days and days and hours and hours and it can go on forever, but I just wanted to kind of, I guess we're going to say your final thoughts on, on this. I mean, yeah. What, what are your final thoughts and what, and I guess you can say um, your words of encouragement. And yeah, for those who are in this moment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so first of all, final thoughts and then I guess anything final to thoughts. give and encourage. Guys. Make the world a better place. MJ said it. He said, make the world a better place. How do we do that? We act. Mm -hmm. We love on each other. Mm -hmm. We show each other grace. We we stand together. We hold hands. We invest in the students who need to be invested in. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at them as a human race and not the color that they are. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to go back to that education part. Young adults, please expand your horizon. Yeah. Please, please, please. It's very important. There's so many things you can do in this world if you mm-hmm. just put your mind to it, right? Yeah. It's a very crucial time when you're in high school, you know? People just like to cruise by and lollygag. But I'm telling you, hone in onto your skills and, and figure out what you want to do. Yeah. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Um, definitely um, believe in yourself. If nobody tells you that, well, we're here. We are supporting you 110%. You can do it. Um, and you're beyond just a sport. Your mind is created to, to, to think and use More it than an athlete. Like, you yeah. are more than an athlete. You're more than just a body. Um, but yeah, like, and to combat this racism and discrimination and all that you need to come together yeah and we all need to love like janet said love each other in the world <laughs> make it a better place for <laughs> <laughs> you and for me and the entire human race but it's yeah true. it is true um this has been a long conversation but i think it is needed. sorry guys for laughing in your speakers if you're at work i'm sorry but, okay. um, but i don't care but um yeah, go say oh something. i was gonna say if we're gonna wrap it up but if we're gonna wrap it of course we're gonna say our segment which is always gonna be the moral of the story guys we kind of did our little moral of the story i guess that was but more of the story the moral of the story is a segment is just to encapsulate all that we said all that we you know spoke about what is your main thought. idea what are your yeah your final thoughts or what did you get from it or what can you say in a few words that you know what like encourage somebody encourage somebody so yeah. I would say like two to three or a few words. Like what would be your word or what would be your few words that you could encapsulate a oh, conversation? Dang, I, I got to think about that one. Yeah. Uh, I would, I could start. I would say <laughs> um, dream bigger and you're more than just the body. Mm-hmm. You're more than just the body. Yeah. I think she speaks on behalf of me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You don't want to be unique? <laughs> <sighs> We can head it over to Bernice. No, I'm I'm wasting time, so he oh. can <laughs> <laughs> so he can <laughs> say something. Okay, for me, um, um, <laughs> no, okay, mine is stop laughing at me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Dang, she put me on the spot. Yeah, okay, okay, I think mine is gonna be that um, we're human beings and we need to love each other, mm-hmm. and um, take time out of your day. To talk to somebody who you normally wouldn't talk to. Or who doesn't look like you. Who doesn't look mm-hmm. like you. So that when you when you talk to them, you find out, wow, we have so much in common. Then you can go outside and start talking to other people. You know? So, but yeah, once again, love each other and speak to people who you don't normally speak to. Mm-hmm. So that we can unify each other, this whole world. And feel free to... Um Please contact us if you feel like, you know, you have something to say. Because, you know, I'm not always right. We're not always right. So Mm -hmm. I'm always open to being educated. Trust me. So if there's something that I said that wasn't, you know, correct, you can just educate me on that. And I'm, oh, sorry. Oh, Oh, wow. I'll be um, uh, lovely to hear what you have to say. Write it down in the comments. Yes. You know, tell us what you thought about the episode. Tell us what you thought. Of your own thoughts of just, you know, what's happening in the world yeah. or whatever. Any any questions maybe we can answer? You and guys, stories. Stories, yeah. 
would be great to, or experiences that happen to you as well yeah so once again thank you so much guys for tuning in i was just gonna say don't forget to follow us on instagram um the juxtaposition podcast underscore mm-hmm. don't forget to listen and follow us on spotify apple podcast and youtube okay we want our subscribers to you know be notified of when we drop our new videos and like, every monday and shout out to all the people that are showing love to be honest oh, yeah, you know for sure. i love that feedback the support is, is you know is feel great. the love so shout out to you guys and please guys watch the youtube to have a laugh of the beginning of the episode and see this ridiculous shirt that nana hard. printed gonna hit you guys are gonna DSPs, laugh you guys, you guys to watch so. i'm you definitely can you're gonna buy these shirts oh my gosh these guys shirts are subscribe hard. guys thank you wait 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 before we close because i'm gonna say i'm gonna have the final word Ooh. nana is going to regret this moment i yeah, promise will. you okay okay anyways <laughs> thank you guys well, well folks that's it um we're a juxtaposition podcast and we're out <laughs>